Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Donald Trump making international headlines for the first time in history to be a former president who was arraigned. And that's just one case. He has many more cases. However, as we look at the troubles of Donald Trump and this first opening salvo and all these legal problems that are surrounding him and swirling around him, we're also looking at a little bit of history. It is the business aspect. It is the money, the accounting And we all know that sometimes it is not an explosive video or a smoking gun. Sometimes it can be in the numbers. Jerry Shepard joining us, Associate Professor of Business Administration at Simon Fraser University, writing about this. Jerry, welcome. Good afternoon. Glad to be here. All right, Jerry, it's a crime, it's a political story, but it's also a business story, which is why you're taking a deeper look at this and penning a piece on this. Jerry, what's this doing to the business world as we look at, it's not really about porn stars, it is about something else. It is about the laws, campaign finance laws, and you get down into the nitty gritty of the numbers here. Well, I started out asking a a question that that bothered me, which was uh, Donald Trump is well known for for fighting his creditors on uh, a lot of fronts. There are between 3,500 and 4,000 different cases that uh, (laughs) he has fought creditors on. And yet here, uh, Michael Cohen, his, his lawyer and fixer, came along and and sent him bills totaling about uh, $420,000 over a short period of time with very little uh, pushback from Donald Trump. And and that's something that the lawyers probably ought to ask themselves, what's going on here? So what are you saying? There were signs, because we all know that a lot of that money was to do kind of undercover stuff from the former president. I mean, anyway, the National Enquirer and Stormy Daniels. So it, it's not exactly, it was in a, a, an above ground charge. But are you saying that it, it should have been really obvious to people? Well, it was obvious for what wasn't there, which was his pushback on, on the lawyer's bill. Um, the the breakdown that I saw yeah. was that Michael Cohen, yeah, sure, he paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels, but he also got paid for the income tax that he would have to suffer through because he, he got this money and claimed it was revenue. Um, the, the FBI and, and most uh, government agencies usually usually get the criminal on on following the money. It's it's how Al Capone ended up in jail. Mm-hmm. It's true. So that's why, I mean, people say, okay, you know, this is a payment to a porn star. It isn't really about that. And this is, as you've just said, Jerry, not the first time that when somebody's trying or the, is the subject of a takedown and you've laid out and just a little small aspect of the former president's brushes with the law and he kicks the can down the road over and over again. And I, we all get the impression he thought that he could pull this off, 
But now, like Al Capone, it may be in the details and the tax details and the money details. Um, there is an incredible irony there, Jerry. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as, as head of the executive branch, it, it's kind of ironic that uh, he's the guy that's getting pulled down by the people that staff that. Uh, it, he, he definitely is not in trouble for for that payoff, he's in trouble like like Richard Nixon got in trouble for trying to hide something. And uh, that, <laughs> that's kind of kind of odd because if you're open about stuff, uh, you're usually a little safer. It's true. And now it is a law that is being paid attention to. One of the things that always strikes me about this is how he got away with it for so long because of his money and power. This came up when we look at this case and when we look at other cases, the rest of us, if we were facing these things, would not be so lucky. Well, <laughs> prosecution tends to interfere with your job. So I think in general that there was a resistance to to going after the president. And that that obviously bought him four years' time in office. Um, I remember um, after the riots in Vancouver, the police took a long time to prosecute folks. Mm -hmm. um, but when they did, they, they had all their ducks in a row. And I think part of this is there's some resistance a, to prosecuting a former president, but they also want to make sure that when they do, it better stick. It's true. That's one thing we've heard over and over. There were some who thought, well, if this is the opening act, uh, there were other stronger cases, but sometimes you cannot control it. It's not like a coyote pack takedown, although maybe it is. <laughs> I mean, as as we look at this, though, it's sending messages. And as you said, I mean, your expertise is business. And look at all the background of this former president, all the things in the Mueller investigation and when Alvin Bragg comes out with this case, and as you said, one would think, and I cannot imagine it would be otherwise, that he's test marketed. He must know. I mean, he's going to live or die by this as well on his own. I mean, he's going to be defined by this, Jerry. Well, he'll certainly make history, and he, he, he already has for being impeached twice. Um, mm -hmm. uh, by the end of his presidency, I think most of us were tired of hearing, it's unprecedented, but it's yeah. you know, more of the same. Yeah, it is. It's unprecedented, but now we're getting into the reality here. And you're also seeing Alvin Bragg fight back and they're countersuing him. Has this ascent chills at all in business that you know? Are people starting to say, well, not that they didn't know, but it's this stuff that matters. I mean, look at Martha Stewart. She went down on a, a technicality, on a little scribble on the on the side there. The small things matter in business. Is that getting through to people? Um, <laughs> I I'm not sure that it is, but not not for lack of their desire. Um, there is a lot of information uh, senior managers have to sift through. And uh, sometimes that's, that's uh, a, an oversight that, that can really uh, bite you in the behind. Um, and, and 
I, I'm not sure it's it's a moral thing as much as it is uh, limits to our information processing, our ability to keep track of everything. And in Donald Trump's case, though, mm-hmm. I think there was an active um, attempt to do things that most people in the organization knew were uh, on the edge or past the edge of the law. It's true. And I think you've kind of spoken um, the quiet part out loud. Were others complicit in it, I, I guess is the legal term. And and look, his lawyer was. Michael Cohen was. Michael Cohen didn't think on Donald Trump. Michael Cohen got raided by the FBI, and then he went to jail for this very crime. So... It's not as if uh, it's not as if he he started to leak on this stuff. No, no, he was he was not he was not the leaker, but he got he got caught as the guy that um, was obviously doing something fairly shady. His his accounting for what was going on was absolutely and obviously um, incorrect. Uh, essentially, you know, that we all we all sign government forms that say, you know, this is to the best of my knowledge, uh, true and accurate. And he did that. And it was obvious that it was not true and accurate. Jerry, let's talk about what Michael Cohen has here. What are you seeing here? I know in your piece you went through mentioning Al Capone. It's in the numbers. It's in these tax violations. Does this look like, I mean, we've had this argument. Is it a strong case? Is it a weak case? How are you looking at it? Well, I'd I'd like to say it's a strong case, but I'm no lawyer. I, I, I was a CPA, um, and I teach business and I think the case would not have got past the grand jury if it were not strong enough to be prosecuted. So there's, there's enough there to go to trial, whether you win the trial, I think any lawyer is going to tell you is, is going to be a mystery until the jury comes back. It's true, but you know, in your business world, what are people saying? Even here in Canada, are they looking at this in a different way? Are there? Is it raised questions about really when the long arm of the law comes? We've seen this happen so many times. These small technicalities, and we also know in the United States, when they go for you, certainly from a from a law enforcement, government law enforcement point of view, oof, it's tough. Well. I'm going to talk off the top of my head on this one because I remember distinctly mm-hmm. um, the company A.H. Robbins produced a, a, a birth control device, an IUD. It was 1% of their sales. It was something practically overlooked by the company. And eventually lawsuits from that brought the whole company down. So there are these little pieces of your organization that can turn around and lead you into big trouble. And I'm not sure that every organization has systems in place to track those little troublesome uh, items that that will occur. And again, I don't think that's a lack of you know morality on their part, but it is the ability to monitor all the businesses. One possible cure for that, mm-hmm. and, and I think you're alluding to this, 
is that now that we, we see these kinds of things happening, if we create systems within the organization that can report to people that, that need to worry about these things, the legal department, um, risk assessments, and so on, uh, I, I think there's going to be more attention paid to that. And, and I believe that, that organizations are trying to do that. There's, there's a lot of uh, material that, that, that is being covered and, and brought to students to, to say, look, you, you got to assess your risk, assess your risks here. And, and if you're exposed, you know, address that, that problem. So I, I think this is getting people's attention to, to um, make those risk assessments and do a better job at them. They do. But, you know, we're talking about two different worlds, aren't we? We're talking about the normal law-abiding world, and then there's red flags, as you're describing. But then what we're seeing in America is someone within that system, clearly, who's been pushing it for decades and decades in his own life. We have the Trump Organization. They did not win that case. And his... Um, former chief financial officer is in Rikers right now as we speak, Jerry. So, I mean, there's two aspects of this. I mean, you're giving a very good warning to those who want to follow the law, but maybe, you know, there's stuff that's happening that should be, um, as I say, red flagged. On the other hand, this is a real eye-opener on those who think they know those details and they can work the system. But I want to ask you this, Jerry. It works. It works until somebody opens the rock and starts looking, right? Yeah. Um, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to skirt the law, um, you can do it for a while. Um, how long you'll be able to get away with it is debatable. Um, and if you keep doing it, you're going to get caught. Um, so now Donald Trump has done a, a lot of that and he has the money and power to, you know, stiff his creditors, um, and, and do a lot of things that are on the edge. When you're president, you have the ability to do things that are even more on the edge. And, and in general, presidents have always tried to push the envelope with regard to, you know, how broad their powers are. I don't think you've ever seen anything like this because you had a, a person who was predisposed toward pushing the envelope. And now um, I think he's pushed it too far and everybody's looking back at it and saying, wait a second, we got we to gotta look closer at this and, and do something about it. There's also another aspect, and it kind of ties in. I mean, look at where we're looking at all the attention that is happening online right now, so making international headlines. But this is part of this story as well. In our highly tech world, it's changed business and how things are accountable right now. I mean, Michael Cohen taped conversations. And then we're, we're learning. I mean, look at the cameras, security, and all the stuff that we're getting. And we're getting leaks about the documents in that case that, that Jack Smith is looking into. So technology plays in to business and the legality there. And we're seeing this play out right now. You never know. You never expected people to have conversations with you stored on their computer before. 
No, and, and documents and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, audit trails of money. And uh, there are people that are very good at tracking through through those documents and those audit trails and, and those computer records. Um, I, I never thought we'd see old documents, you know, scanned and stored on our computer. When I first heard about that years ago, I thought, oh, that, that'll never happen. That takes up too much memory. And now I have tons of them on my computer. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.